In a world where pet dog owners are bombarded on all sides with well-meaning training solutions steeped in confusing jargon, two dog trainers from the ancient county of Dorset share a passion for gardening, Belgian shepherds, and helping frustrated and struggling dog owners turn their unruly canine companions into the perfect walking partner. They vow to simplify the dog training process using everyday examples and solutions providing the light at the end of the tunnel. Welcome to the Fun Focus Play Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Fun Focus Play Podcast. I am joined today not by my good friend Wendy, but Alex Noon. And Alex is a groomer, so we will be talking about grooming stuff, uh, but before we go there, welcome, Alex. Hello. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Yeah, all right. You know, surviving the lockdown like we all are. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? This whole lockdown situation. No, but you know what? The days are flying. It's really strange, but I can actually say the days are going quite fast. It's really weird. That's the one thing that I'm finding, actually, that for some reason I'm busier than I ever am. Yeah, I'm completely... It's I've, really I've, weird. I've, yeah, it is. <laughs> and loads of things I thought I was going to get done, I don't think I actually will. So that's pretty sad as well. <laughs> well, it depends on how long this lockdown lasts for, doesn't it? Well, whether we get time yeah. to do everything. Yeah, or whether we actually ever really wanted to do the stuff, which is also <laughs> coming into question in my mind. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. Mm. So, Alex, you are a groomer. Yes, I own the Four Seasons in Berkshire. So it's like a doggy um, day spa and a country club. So um, I know, very nice. That sounds a bit Um, different. Yeah, it is a little bit different. So it's not just a, you know, I I offer a one-to-one experience for all dogs that come in. I don't have loads of dogs in at the same time. Each dog is given a full spa from start to finish. um, And I get a lot of input from the owners as well. So I talk with them about what they want for their dog and how they want their coat to look and all different treatments that they get. So it is kind of just grooming with a difference. Grooming with a difference. I like mm. it. Mm. That sounds really good. So what kind of things do the owners ask for then when you when they bring their little pooch to you? Well, you see, what a lot of owners are really dreading is the, the canine crew cost, which is something I try and work with them not to do, which is where <clears throat> a lot of groomers will just come in, take a 7F blade and shave their dog off. I like to work with the client and see what look that they want for their dog and sort of work with them on maintaining it at home, what treatments they can have in the salon. And, you know, it's about what the owner wants as well as what sort of is good for the animal. So it's like it's like a complete holistic, you know, way I do it. Um, And, you know, I do seminars on how to keep your dog's coat at home and brushing and stuff so that they can actually get the look that they want. Oh, that sounds really interesting. So <clears throat> you mentioned there about how to maintain their grooming, their dog's grooming at home. And that's actually what the main thing that I want to talk about to you today is because, you know, we're in a lockdown situation. A lot of people won't be able to get down to a groomers and the groomers won't be able to get to them because, you know, grooming a dog is not classed as essential travel, is it? No, I mean, it is. A lot of clients of mine are worried 
you know, what their dog is going to look like. And I've done a few webinars for my current clients about, you know, washing, brushing and drying your dog at home. And they are the three key essential things to maintain your good coat because cutting is, is, is purely, it's just one thing. But if you can keep those three things done well, it's amazing how well you can keep the coat. It's a bit like washing our hair. You know, if you go into a hairdresser, if you haven't washed, brushed, your, or dried your hair in, in, in three months, well, you know, no matter what, the hairdresser is not going to be able to do anything with it. But if you have done all those things, they can actually give you the look that you want. And it's, it's key to that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds that sounds really good. Um, I don't think I ever told you this, though, but when I got my first dog, I actually did a grooming course because I wanted to learn to how to, you know, deal with his coat. Because he was a Sheltie, so he had the double coat. Yeah. And, you know, I was finding that, you know, it was quite, it sort of knotted quite easily. Yeah. So <clears throat> I did actually go and, and learn how to, you know, how to groom his coat properly so I could maintain it. So I didn't need to take him to the groomers. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And if you, if you have a dog that doesn't require lots of equipment, like say a German Shepherd or, you know, then you can, you can do it all at home. It's very basic. It's only, it's only more the wool coated breeds that need more of the equipment that we use. So, okay. And, and what, what sort of breeds would that be? The wool coated breeds? Uh, cockapoos. The biggest customer would be cockapoos at the moment or anything with a poodle mix. You know, mm. um, so all of those type of breeds, cockapooshons, you know, they're all different types, but they are always the ones that they really need to go to a groomer because, Unfortunately, especially with the weather that we have, it doesn't lend itself to, um, you know, keeping a dog's coat mat free, especially, well, now it's fine, but up until recently it was wet all the time. And that's why poodles were net renowned for being in the show ring because they're the type of dogs that constantly need grooming and it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was just thinking of when you were saying that was that when I, when I had my Sheltie, and I did my grooming, grooming course, the one thing that I was really surprised um, to learn was that when you actually wet a coat that has some knots in it, mm. as that coat dries, the knots actually go tighter. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually what causes a lot of the matting is going from wet to dry, wet to dry, wet to dry. Which yeah. is why in the last six months, so many owners have struggled with their dogs because it has literally been walk, wet, inside, towel dry. And it's, um, and to be fair, it's not just an aesthetic look. It also is to do with the health of the dog. So matting and tighten and tighten on the skin and it becomes really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realise, isn't it? That is, it's yeah. that, that, that wet going drying wet dry wet dry that that is the the, the biggest problem for yeah. a dog's coat and especially if that coat has gone you know is a woolly coat mm. or even you know some of the double coated breeds or even the triple coated breeds like yeah. the, the huskies i think they do actually suffer a lot from matting don't they and they look fine over the top when you're just grooming your dog but you have mm. to get underneath that, and really get all that that's dead it. hair out because the dead hair is that's the bit that mats, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's the thing. And I think people think that brushing a dog is just always down the back, straight down the back brush. Oh, that's fine. And it's the places that you don't think that need brushing are the places that need brushing. And it's lifting up the hair and getting in where the skin is and pulling the hair away. Obviously, very gently if there's not. 
but pulling all of that hair, you know, brushing through that hair, not just t- brushing the top layer of hair. That's where people make the mistakes. Yeah, um, and then you get that really sort of felted undercoat yeah. underneath, yeah. sitting underneath all that beautifully brushed hair, because it's yeah. but it's then that felted undercoat that you need to get out. And mm. once it goes felted, then there's only one solution, isn't there? There is, yeah. And that's there's nothing you can do at that point. It has to be taken off. For the it welfare, has to the be dog, shaved obviously. off. Yeah, mm, and then the dog has to regrow their coat. And then as it's regrowing, if you then don't maintain it again, you get exactly Start the same the problem next time. All over again, yeah. And I think with the with the, the breeds that are coming through now, these mixed breeds, um, people are buying them because they, you know, they're hypoallergenic, they don't shed and all that. But I think there's another huge big caveat that comes with them that people are not, the breeders are not explaining to clients that this is a breed, yes, it doesn't shed, yes, it doesn't, you know, it's hypoallergenic. But it is a, a lot of work. And that's why if you ever go to a show and see poodles, they're all wrapped up in all sorts of, um, you know, uh, dressing gown type things because the owners do not want them to get wet because they don't want to damage the coat. So it's no. a big maintenance thing. It is a big maintenance thing. And I, I think I've told you in the past about um, my Sena, who is my, my the only one of my bitches that's actually spayed. And mm. I found that since she's been spayed, her undercoat has just gone absolutely mad. Yeah. And it's just gone. Yeah. And it's just so thick and woolly that it takes an awful lot to get that coat out. And it's not yeah. easy. And I think, you know, I think the most difficult parts to, for her, from, you know, from my point of view, to groom is actually her tail. Yeah. And yeah. the back of her legs. Yeah, where the feathers are, as I call where them. Where the feathers are, there. Yeah. And then the other thing is down the down the sides, down the flanks. Yeah. So yeah. the lower flank area. Yeah. Those I mean, are that's... the bits where it really mats the the easiest. Also, remember, that's the part where she's sitting and yeah. where the tail is wagging. Yeah. So it's probably the most friction on those areas as well. So it does happen to be where the matting will also be caught because of that. Yeah. So have you got any sort of tips for me on how I would sort of be able to get down to the skin in those areas, obviously without hurting my dog? Yeah, let's take it that the dog is not severely matted, maybe just has a couple of different knots. You obviously need to get the dog standing up. So whatever, you might need somebody else to help you because it's hard. Because once you start touching that area, the dog's first reaction is to sit down. So you need the dog standing up so you can you can get to those areas. So you need to um you get a slicker brush. And a slicker brush is, is a brush you get in any pet shop online. It's got the the teeth on the brush are slightly they bent over, so it gets to that area that it can sort of grab the hair. Yeah, and they're little um, wires, aren't they? The slicker yes, brushes. They are. Yeah. And you know, obviously do this very gently because if there is any knotting or if the dog has had knotting before, they'll be quite sensitive about it because a dog's skin is a lot thinner than our skin. So things can hurt them a little bit more. Um, so what you want to do is you want to brush all that out. Um, sometimes using a anti-matting spray or some conditioner mixed with water, spraying it in, just like our own hair, it can help if you do think there's nothing there. Um, and when you finish brushing, you should get a wide tooth comb. And the wide tooth comb will ensure that you've literally got every single knot out. So yeah. that is the key to it as well. Not just the brush. If you, and I say to all my clients, get yourself a wide tooth comb and it does make a big I did a video for a golden retriever on our golden retriever and one of the golden retriever owners she said oh my god I never knew about the wide tooth comb it's such it's really mm. effective and I said yes it is yeah so and I have tip. got I have got a white tooth comb where the 
um, the teeth of the comb actually rotate. Okay, wow. Um, and I think that particular comb is probably the best comb I've ever had. Wow, you have to send me a picture of it or where you got it. Have a yeah yeah i just got it from groomers online actually it's called the okay. detangling comb oh, okay right. i'll send you a picture a of it. it yeah do please because i'd like to see that yeah and it's it's got like these teeth that are the teeth actually just um rotate so as you're combing through that coat mm. because the teeth rotate actually it doesn't snag as much if there is a okay. little a little knot yeah, left in that coat yeah um and it's just and it just it's more gentle than just a a, 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 a wide tooth comb which is okay. solid yeah it is solid yeah i know what you're saying it is solid that's why i say you should always use a slicker brush first because obviously you're not going to start combing a massive tail it can be quite painful no different it would be for us yeah yeah and you know the one thing that i quite do quite often with with my girl because you know um she's not shown anymore but if there is a a big mat then rather than sometimes rather than trying to comb it out if it's you know if it's quite a bad one i will just get a pair of scissors and very carefully just snip it out well that's the next thing about matting is that what's matting if you comb out a knot a bad knot that hair is effectively damaged and it will mat again within a couple of days so really, you want to be brushing it so no mat form. But if there is a mat, you really are better off carefully with the scissors cutting that out because it's it's only just going to mat again within a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, and that that's what I try and do because I know, um, you know, from experience with with my girl in particular, um, she hates being brushed now. So actually, just holding that mat and very carefully snipping it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah is actually less stressful for her than yeah. having to have that area combed out. And it's just in those, you know, those particular areas that I mentioned before where she gets that, that matting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can, you know, like I said, if I comb it out one day within two or three days, that matters back. It's, it's, it's back what you again, said. Cause the hair yeah. is damaged. Because mm, the hair is, is damaged, exactly. So, you know, so I try and I try and sort of if if I do find a little matted area, I try and sort of very carefully. What I tend tend to do is sort of um, brush all the hair in sort of all the way around it, and then sort of yeah. go in, and so then that, sort of tease it out, yeah, and then sort of tease it out so mm. that um, when you then comb the hair back down again. It doesn't actually show this huge bald patch no, exactly. on my dog's yeah. flank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also a good thing to do is to know about matting is towel drying as well. I also, you know, in one of the videos on, on washing and drying a dog is, is try not to, you know, it's friction as well. Yeah, it's so not rubbing, Having your dog it? dry, da, 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 it's just going to make it matting. So I tend to just, well, well I use um, chamois in the salon. So I wrap mm. the dogs up in lavender, warm lavender chamois. And it's quite relaxing for them and soothing for them. But also it draws the water away from the skin, from the hair. So instead of rubbing, it just sort of takes the water away naturally, which also can add to the matting. And also, if you've been out for a walk and you've washed your dog down or whatever afterwards, always spray a little bit of anti-matting spray or a little bit of conditioner mixed with water in the hair, the main areas. Even if you're not brushing them, just just pop that in and that will help reduce the matting as well. Yeah. And if you are going to... Um, 
you know, wash your dog, would you sort of comb out first? Um, what I, well, no, I never, I never comb out first. I always, I always work on a clean dog. So um, if you just wash your dog normally, I tend to dry the dog before I brush it, unless I know there's matting. So it's wash, towel dry, rough dry, and then dry with a brush, fluff dry with a brush. Yeah. That's how I would do it normally in the salon. Yeah, but if there is matting, would you try and take uh, those mats out matting, first before yeah. you wash it? No, I never, because I never put my equipment on a dirty dog. It's just, it's something I've learned because it, yeah. it does destroy your equipment. So I always work on a clean dog. So if I wash a dog and as I'm brushing through, as I'm rough drying it, I, you can feel the mat. It's just something you can. And I have my clippers and I'll just take out any matting that I find before I do the final finish dry on the dog, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't let it then dry, which will then make the mats any. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's another bit of um, advice for dog owners, then, isn't it? That you know, yes, you can, you know, just wash your dog first and, and shampoo yeah. them, and and you know, make sure that you rinse all that soap out really well. Put some conditioner yeah. through the coat. Yeah. Which I always do. Put some conditioner through the coat because that makes the combing at the end of it easier. Well, it does. Um, but so then, if you if you then come across a little mat, you just cut that out. Yeah. Because most people won't have clippers, so they'll just use um, a pair of scissors. But don't forget, if you if the hair is wet, the hair is actually longer. So you've got to be careful that the hair is not too wet. Because if you picture you cut a mat out on wet hair, the hair is going to go up. You see, yeah. you know, shrink. So that's why you tend to have a, a you know not a damp dog before you'll take the matting out unless it's very severe I mean sometimes mm. if a dog comes into the salon and they're matted solid then you would wet clip because it gets the matting up but that's not for, for pet owners at home pet owners at home should just be scissoring out small mats here and there yeah okay. yeah that's what I'm also saying is yeah. that you you would just scissor out those those yeah. little areas where there is a little bit of matting yeah and then and then obviously as it but again be careful about what you you know getting all the hair that isn't matted out of the mm. way before you start cutting as you said tease it out pull all the hair away so it just shows the exact point of the mat yeah and then just yeah. take it out yeah and if anyone that was you know if they do have a dog that um that, that does get matting and they can find they are taking out quite a few a thinning scissors is the best scissors for a um for that because it literally it's it, it would just take you could cut the mat three times with the things and it'll literally just pull away so you'll get the least amount of hair off the dog only the mat yeah. will come out so it is quite a good scissor to have for owners that do have dogs that suffer with matting yeah and and um the thinner scissors you can just get them at pets at home in places like that yeah you, you can just get the mickey ones yeah and you get them yeah. online and they're quite good aren't they so they are. I, I have used them in the past actually and they are quite good because you just do a couple of cuts just over the, the mat and then they literally just pull away where if you get yeah. a, a normal scissors it can just be a big lump chunk gone and it's like oh yeah. god yeah but when you do it with the, the 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 thinning scissors you can then sort of tease that mat out a bit more can't yeah. you yeah. yeah and it can yeah. leave a better finish on the dog yeah i have done that in the past as well and that that really works quite nicely mm. yeah it's a, it's a good trick to use brilliant um we've got anything else to add i think we've got some really nice tips in there for people on how to 
sort of maintain their coats during yeah, this crisis. Yeah, and I definitely think the drying your dog as well. I mean, it's not so much now with the weather being nice, but I think that during wet weather, if you could blow dry your dog, it definitely helps as well. Yeah. Not just I, drying with a towel, blow drying them as well. Yeah, I um, a couple of years ago, I, invest, I invested in a, a blaster. Oh, yeah. The for best. my dog's coat, because I've got really long-haired dogs um, yeah. with a... Th- you know, with nice thick um, undercoats, and oh, a blaster is just wonderful. I, I have to say, I recommend to anyone with a dog like a, a golden retriever or, or a German Shepherd because also for after a walk, you can blast the mud away without having to wash them. Mm. It does make a huge difference in that respect. You don't actually have to wash a dog; it will take because the philosophy of it, it will just take all that mud and dirt away without you washing. So, I yeah, use it on my Labrador I, regularly. Yeah, I remember when I first got mine, I'd, I'd taken my dogs down to the beach and it was just that fur was just full of sand. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Uh, and I just, I just, you know, they were dry. You know, they, yeah. they had been wet because they had been, you know, running around in the um, in the sea and everything and then on the, on the, on the beach. And, oh my God, when I got them home, I just thought, well, I just, put the, the blaster yeah. on them and the amount of sand that came out of them I couldn't yeah, believe yeah. it I know just sort of I couldn't believe it everywhere. all my whole front was like <laughs> sand everywhere I thought we brought the beach home <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, they are a good investment They're they are a good investment especially with the wet weather we live in yeah and they don't actually have to be that expensive do they because no. I think no I think I only paid about 60 70 quid for mine yeah, it's just I mean, a you basic box one standard one. It only has it has um, one cold setting, and I think it's got three heat settings. So it's got cold, medium, and warm. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. It doesn't even have a uh, and it has got two speed settings. So it's got a low speed setting and a high speed setting, and that's it. Yeah, and it's also good for anyone who um, has a puppy and they want to get because that do have to go to groomers. Because that's one of the things that dogs are scared of is the noise of the high velocity dryer in, in the salon. Mm. Um, so if you can get your dog, you, I always say to all puppy owners, always use a hair dryer. Get them used to that noise because they will. That's what they will come across in a grooming salon. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I started off with just I bought a hair dryer just for um, for, for the use on my dogs, um, especially when I was grooming them for showing. Um, and the hairdryer just on their front made it all look really nice and fluffy. Yeah. So it sort of made all the hair stand out a bit more, which is what you want because you, mm. within my breed, we our dogs are supposed to have nice big manes. Yeah. Um, but if you're not careful, that mane just flattens down. But if it's wet and you then dry it by blowing it up the wrong way, so you just yeah, put, you just you just um, use your handheld dryer but i just bought a separate one for the dogs yeah um and you know i I used that on my dogs ever since they were puppies so when i actually changed to the um the blaster the high velocity dryer my dogs didn't actually blink you know blink an eyelid no, they, they just thought, oh, no, that is fine. And I've got one as a real floozy. She sort of keeps sort of moving. <laughs> I said, I want it there. And now I want it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're funny, aren't they? 
Uh, but the thing about a hairdryer is, I will say to people, is that you have to be careful of the heat settings. They can't take the same heat settings we can. So always use low to medium heat settings, never the high heat setting. Yeah. They have got thinner skin and they can burn a lot easier than we can. Yeah. And I, yeah, that was it. That's um, because the one that I bought for the hairdryer I bought for them was actually a doggy one so it doesn't have yeah. that really high heat setting yeah and that's that's what they 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 do have you'll find them the blasters of the dryers have a very high heat setting because of that very reason so if yeah. you are using a normal human hair dryer just never use that top heat setting always use lower or middle yeah and that's you know that's exactly what i've been doing so good to know i've been doing it right Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay um yeah, so where can I think I think that's probably everything that we need to talk about today. Okay. So thank you very much for coming along and oh, having a, a chat with us. Thank you for inviting me, Tasha. That's all right. So where can people find out a little bit more about you? This is the so, bit where you can do your sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, so I've got my website www.poorseasonsbarks, B-E-R-K-S, as in Berkshire.org. Um, and I'm just based outside Reading, just off Junction 12 on the M4. Um, so you can go online, have a look, and uh, have got pictures up there and, and of my story about where, where I started and where I came from. And um, yeah, so uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, Natasha. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it was lovely having you on, and um, I'm sure that we'll talk again soon. Yes, and happy but- Easter. Yes, happy whatever Easter, Easter to you. Is. Yes, whatever whatever day it is. Yeah. Um, actually, this is going to come out on Easter Monday, so it'll oh, still okay. be Easter. So oh, we'll happy be Easter fine. Monday. <laughs> happy Easter Monday, everybody. And um, yeah, well, thank you again. And um, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, Natasha. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye.